Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I can be free from shame. Barry's here to tell us why neither death nor life nor Wiley Pod co-hosts can separate us from God's love. But before we experience overflow, over, <laughs> but before we experience hey, over, no shame. Oh, thanks, Barry. Now that they've grown a little too comfortable. Let's welcome in our favorite co-host flopped all over the studio right now, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. How Man. are you? That's the first time I've ever done that. It was ever good, Ever made a mistake, ever. Well, if there yeah, was never. ever an episode to make such a shameful yeah. mistake, yeah. it would be this episode. And normally, so I'd be like, all right, we're redoing this, we're re-editing it, but you're right, the topic at hand today is no shame, and we're on Facebook Live, <laughs> so it's going to be there anyways. What are you going to do? Guys, we are in a winter wonderland. If you want to call it I that. I would not call it that. <laughs> How are you? No. Another weekend full of snow. <laughs> so my car <clears throat> has this thing that it does where when it drives in the snow, it's a it's a Prius. And the wheel wells are not particularly huge. So when it's, the wheels are kind of small. So when it's driving in the snow, it ends up caking all the snow behind the wheels. Yeah. That then like hardens uh-huh. into this like, so I literally have yeah, to take Yeah, what is that? I don't know what do that's have, called. So are, I had to take a like, hammer with like, I had to like chisel it off the back of my wheels. So yeah, I, I never know. Are they low profile tires? Do you know if that's like, my friend no, drove a just, Jaguar and winter, every pothole she would like, her tire would just blow out. They're good for drifting. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my friend Sarah just drifting. Like need for speed. Over. All I'm saying is yeah. this winter, that's the mental image that I'm thinking of when I think of winter wonderland is, is hammering off the, the ice yeah, pack. What, what, what is that? <laughs> Because like every car, you see it. It's it's just ice up against the tires. It's a frozen slurry. I yeah, I, I have a new winter image. Um, I don't know that I can share it because I don't know that I can share it. But what a car! This is okay. great podcasting. My, my, my <laughs> son and I were sitting in the living room yesterday. Um, Jed was gone. Desi was gone. Just me and Jaden and the dog chilling in the living room. And the dog jumps off the couch and starts barking like somebody's at the door, like, you know, FedEx guy or somebody. Mm-hmm. She's barking like crazy. And finally I said, Jaden, just get up and look out the window and see if, you know, there's a delivery guy here or something. And he's like, whoa, mom, someone crashed in our yard. Whoa. Whoops. And we didn't hear it. So it wasn't like a collision or right. anything like that. They just go off the road. They went off the road. And we have like one of those decorative boulders on like the yeah. corner of our property. And they <laughs> somehow like their car was a teeter totter like on oh top gosh. of the stone. Like the stone was directly in the okay, center. Okay, so I'm looking at a car of where the, the stone is under the car. And the car, like it's just front wheels off it. the ground, back wheels off the ground. Just <laughs> it couldn't go anywhere. It was just stuck there. Wow. So thankfully the driver had uh, AAA, but they couldn't get out there for another two hours or so. But thankfully it was a neighbor who lived near enough to be able to just walk home and watch out the window for AAA to come and rescue her. So be careful, everybody. Yeah. Be careful. Watch out for those decorative rocks. <laughs> yeah. get you. Decorative boulders, man. So you live on a corner though. I do. And so I would imagine that kind of happens. All the time. About every yeah. other week we get someone stuck on the boulder <laughs> just spitting in their tires. That's good. You know what you know what I think of now with, with Winter Wonderland is multiple weekends in a row wondering if anyone's gonna be able to make it to church on Saturday. Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. How was it this past week? Uh, more weekend. people came this time than last time, which tells me something that more people are willing to brave the snow than miss a Colts game. <laughs> That's right, man. So, but we actually, we were so uncertain about whether it would actually, um, like be possible oh, to have goodness, services yeah. that we just in case we had to do this, we recorded an entire full service to an empty yep. sanctuary. It's like the wizard of Oz. Yeah. Just so we could have a backup to play on the live stream just in, in case. case. Yeah. So yeah. Marion was on at one forty sixth. So the two of us both got to experience <laughs> doing our, our role. So if you had empty gone room. to the live stream, like I did at three o'clock or whatever, <laughs> yeah. why did on you a Saturday? Cause stream. you guys told me you were doing it. Oh. So I wanted to see if it was actually being broadcast. And yes, it was. I, I looked at Barry and Barry was preaching and I looked at him and I was, I was like, you're not talking to anybody. You're acting like you're making contact with people. Oh yeah. I, I, think not, that I, told Barry, I told Barry, I think his job was a lot harder than my yeah, job. Yeah, for sure. I could sing my heart out alone in my car. Yeah. Like just worship, worshiping alone, but I, I could probably I could would preach never... my heart out in my car. It's just <laughs> weird. <laughs> the whole, yeah. I just think... driving down the highway. If you turn to, to <laughs> act four, 
Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. No, I, think I forgot to uh, let our audience know that we're coming to you live from Marin's Country Club where we are enjoying <laughs> cheese and crackers. <laughs> Leave my snacks alone. Marin brought cheese and crackers into the pod studio. Um, it's for everyone's benefit. Yeah. I was, so if you hear some uh, ch- chomping, that's what that is. You don't want a no. cranky Marin, is what you're I saying. took my last bite before you hit play. I'm feeling aggressive. <laughs> you just that's wanted all, to use that. He was baiting you. all set up. Yeah. He's got a new sound clip, and he's got a, he was baiting you into it so that yeah. you could use it. Gosh, Man. fall for it every time. Yeah. Nice one, Tyler. Uh, what's new? What else is new? What's happening? Well... Yeah, this is I'm, I've done now. I've done three weeks in a row. Yes. I had never done it before. So Are you running have, on fumes? I'm Are you actually, energized? How are you feeling? Well, now I'm feeling energized. I think I'm getting used to the new rhythm of this. So it's yeah, it's a good thing. I'm feeling good. Um, this week is a big deal, though, yeah. because Ooh. because we have the vote, the vote, all caps on how Friday. How are you feeling? Uh, and for anybody who may not know. Yeah. What is the vote? Oh, you're going to I thought you were going to explain it while I. Took a sip of my tea. Okay. No. Well, okay. okay. Go I'll do it. <laughs> Barry. Well, I, wait, I could eat a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> For the past couple of years, Barry has been a resident to be the next senior pastor. Being, yeah. That's I've the short the, version of the, the story. Can, the candidate. The candidate. Yeah. And now he's the senior pastoral resident. And we're going to decide as covenant community, the membership of Grace Church, we're going to decide uh, if we're going to vote yay or nay on the governing board's recommendation for Barry to be the next senior pastor. Yeah. So that's, so that's what on, the vote is. That's so, Friday. Yeah. yeah. So if that all goes well, and I mean, if it's affirmative and, and enthusiastic, then like basically when I find, I'll find out the results on Sunday. So don't ask me on the, on the weekend what, what the results were. But on Sunday I'll, afternoon, I'll find oh. out the results. And then no one's going to listen to that. They're just going to. You're just going to get bombarded. I'm sure. Who knows? Yeah. But whatever the case, on Sunday, I will know for sure if that is going to be my my next part of life, whether yeah. I will become the next senior One pastor of Grace how Church. Many, how many years in the making has this journey been for I've you? Been, I've been at least aware that my name had been brought up for at least four and a half years. Wow. So, wow. or is it close to five? It's been a long, long time. Wow. Yeah. So- I'm looking forward to finally not not saying if or or what if anymore, but actually yeah. being able to say when. Well, are you nervous? Like, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Pod comes out Wednesday, but are you nervous right now? Are, are you just eager to, for it to be over? What, what are you? Uh, it's more, it's not so much nerves as, as it is just sort of excitement and anticipation. Like, I'm ready. Mm. I am, of course, I'm ready for it to be over and kind of behind me, but I'm also... Yeah. Like I'm more and more excited every day for what comes next. And so I'm almost like I'm chomping at the yeah. bit and I'm like, come on, let me, let me add them. I'm ready to, I'm ready to jump into this. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. It's, it's a mix of excitement. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's, of course it's a little bit intimidating. Sure. Like who, who normally goes around having like hundreds and or like a thousand people voting on whether yeah. or not you're going to take I the job. I am not envious of you. That's for sure. <laughs> it's weird. It's fine, but whatever. So yeah, so it's a big week and, uh, then I'm preaching for the fourth time in a row. Marin, can we count first. on your vote? Absolutely. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? You know sure. who I'm voting for. Endorsement. Yes. No, I, I I I know I'm not the only one that has caught your excitement. And I feel like here you were, we're I'm I'm probably jumping ahead, but it was the third weekend in a row. But it was like even more like passionate and exciting than the mm-hmm. week that came before it. So I, yep. I feel that you're ramping up and that I've, I like, I get that from you. Like, let me at them. I'm ready. Let's do this. And it's contagious. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, last thing about myself before we ask how you guys are doing, but in case you're curious, last week I talked about Humphrey who yes. had a starring role in my sermon this time, but I know man uh, Humphrey last week, I was mentioning that he was sick. I thought he was maybe heart sick. I think he's actually, he was actually sick. Like he actually had some sort of, uh, illness cause he wasn't eating. And so like all of last week we were hand feeding him with a syringe. He poor guy was super miserable, but he is a hundred percent feed me. Yeah, yep. And he is a hundred percent back to normal now in case you were wondering. My, thank favorite, you. Part, my favorite part about playing those drops is looking at Marin's face immediately she's after I do it. No matter always, what, it's always disgust. She's always it's disappointed. Sheer disgust okay. with what my choice was. Honestly, it's because you need to like edit some of those tracks like with compression because some are super quiet and some are super loud. And so Don't touch me. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's like either super loud or super quiet. So. Hey, let me, let me worry about that. Let me help you with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All 
All right. Oh, man. You were anyway, saying? So no. So he's fine. He's back to normal. And good. We are we are go- now going to begin the dating process with him and Rue. Yeah. Who is, by the way, like one of the sweetest rabbits ever. So it's great. Cool. It's and be, beautiful. She's like she's, stunningly beautiful. Yes. Yes. She's very, very, very beautiful. <laughs> she so. is. Oh anyway, that's all. I'm done all with right. that. That's Good. my life. Marin, what do you got? What's new? Um, what is new? I, this always stumps me all the time. I, to be fair, it is the first time I've asked. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it, I've had a good couple of weeks. It's been good. the first, uh, Let's see. What are we? Third week into January. Yep. And I've been home for one solid You're weekend. Water? I'm drinking water. It's got a whole like tier water bottle. Uh, New Year's resolution is happening as we speak. Last year's New New Year's resolution <laughs> oh, yeah, is right. happening yeah. as we speak. Catch it up. takes me a little while to to do it, but no. I mean, just just having a normal work week. Mm-hmm. rhythm of the weekend without you know running to this hospital that hospital running back to chicago it felt so good to yeah. just be here felt really good good yeah it was uh if there's one thing i hate more than most things it's uncertainty so the weekend was hard like yeah. will we won't we should we should we not are we canceling are we not and and it just caused me so much anxiety i yeah. was up sunday night nope Nope. Saturday, Saturday night, night into Sunday. Saturday night, 3 a.m., looking at the traffic report on yeah, my phone. Yeah, same just, here. Yeah, just will be or won't be. I got to know, you know. So it was it was a challenge. And I, s- I slept like a baby. Here's yeah. another peek behind I the was curtain. Fine. I'm yeah. the guy that has to call the news <laughs> to be like, hey, can you put Grace Church on the scroll at the bottom to say that we're closed? Ah, so you have, so to, so you have to be up early, too. I'm limbo. the guy that has to do that. And newsflash, <laughs> I don't know the code. Like you have to like go to the website and type in your code for the church, and then once you have the code, mm-hmm. you can set your. <laughs> this really is a closing. look behind the curtain. I yeah. had no idea. Well, somebody gave it to me like, like a... four years ago, <laughs> and I do not have it anymore. And I am the only person on staff that has access to this. Oh and so I was goodness. up Saturday night, full of anxiety. Like Searching I hope we don't have to close emails. because yeah. I don't know how to do that. So do you have a plan for finding the code? Well. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> In other words, next time there's a major yeah. emergency that you have to close, yeah. you'll find out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it ended up being awesome. Every Baptisms have got to be my favorite. And this yeah. was a baptism weekend across mm-hmm. all of our campuses. And just every life that went into that water and came up out of that water, mm. it, it, it was just all worth it. Every ounce of anxiety and and fretfulness on my end just washed away with those baptisms. Do so. the baptisms? I was streaming this weekend. We could talk about why in a second, but do the baptisms? I was watching you worship, obviously, and do the baptisms uh, like distract you from what from the worship song? No, they don't. To me, they reinforce every word that's coming out of yeah. my mouth. Yeah, I mean, you, you know? could totally tell that you were pumped that oh, baptisms were happening. It just brings it. It brings the words to life. Like, the, I don't know. It's kind of like, okay, a box of crayons, right? You've got your normal colors, but then you've got your like neon colors, right? Mm-hmm. So like the words are always alive when I sing them. And if I'm ever singing them by rote, then I should stop doing what I'm doing. They're always alive. Yeah. There's something about baptisms that makes them like neon. It's like, no, this is it. This is what we're talking about. Like mm. God is doing the work right mm-hmm. here, right now. And you can see it. You can't always see it when you're yeah. just looking out across the congregation, but you can actually see it when someone's going into the water and coming back up and God is going to make all things new and yeah. the journey that they're on. This is a, a benchmark in the, their yeah. life story and, yeah. and you get to help them celebrate that and, and be a witness mm-hmm. It's just, it's the best. I always love it when the lyrics like perfectly align. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, you called my name and dunk and I came out of that crib. <laughs> yes. Which by the way, we don't do on purpose, you know? Yeah, of course. And so yeah, there were yeah. a couple of lines in a couple of the songs where yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. 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 I'm so and excited. I, I get to cool. scream. I got to be there, uh, sort of like off a little bit backstage handing out towels, but also kind of greeting people as they're coming back. And it, my favorite thing, always, there's always people coming who are prepared. They have their own bag, like they're, they're mm-hmm. ready to, and then there's always the people you're like, oh, you were not planning on yeah, getting baptized yeah, yeah, today, yeah. were you? <laughs> and those, those are the stories that like just blow my mind and I love it. Like one, one guy won't get into it, but he, he came back and just like 
tears streaming down his face. I gave him a huge hug. We talked a little bit. I prayed for him. Like it was, those are the people you're like, wow. Yeah. Like that's God is working. So yeah. I got to get in the tank. How do I get in the tank? <laughs> you want to get in the tank? Yeah. You could probably just ask. I'm, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I mean, everybody <laughs> seems to have a great time doing the baptizing. <laughs> it's, it's pretty fun. I want to be in the tank. How well, do we get Tyler in the tank? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I like where I am. I'm not really right. a big water water person. <laughs> yeah. Clearly your whole New Year's resolution to get a year to get around 2018 to. 2018 New Year's resolution. So I I was streaming and the reason is I've I've spent a lot of weeks in a row talking about how injuries Mm-mm. and my son mm-hmm. and turns out he has his first like actual injury now to his head. Which, like, the past couple of weeks, I've been like, he's headbutting everything, yeah. right? Well, he uh, didn't headbutt anything on purpose. He tripped over a piece of carpet and just, like, slammed into the bottom step of our stairs. Buddy. And so he... Hey, Dave's here. Hey, Dave. Wow, hi. Are you joining the pod? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, come, yeah. on. come on. Come on in. over and say hi. Yeah, come here, on. Let, let me move my cracker. <laughs> She's got to move her, her snack. <laughs> Dave, it's been a while. Everybody misses you. Well, that's why I came in. Yeah, what? great. Because <laughs> I wanted to say hello. Yeah, we well, got we got to hear what's new with you. I only have a few minutes. Okay, I have a meeting, but <clears throat> what's new? Nothing. Oh, <laughs> thanks for stopping Glad by. You're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing. I just missed you guys. Just yeah, man. To come and say hello. Well, so, you're you're coming back in February. I am. All right. I think I remember how to preach, but I'm not yeah, positive we'll, about we'll that. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. So, all right. Let's give a little preview of what's to come in February. We're talking about um, the series is going to be called Won't You Be My Neighbor, right? Yep. And to play off of Mr. Rogers, and are you preaching all four weeks? Uh, I think I'm doing, what am I doing, Barry? Two? Two? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing one. I don't yeah, know. I think okay, I'm doing, so. Oh, Amy's doing one. I'm doing two. Barry's doing one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So anything yeah. we can expect or look forward to? Well, the th- we've been talking off and on for some time. As a matter of fact, I think. If I had to name the topic of 2018 that we mentioned more than any other, it would be isolation and loneliness. Mm. Um, I was had who did I have this conversation with with pastors, and we were actually saying, you know, we we talked a lot about that. So this is another <clears throat> outflow of our concern that people are lonely and unconnected in community. And I don't think any of us will forget um, Marathi in August talking yeah. about who are your stretcher bearers, right? Yep. Yeah. And so this is a continuation of that asking us, all right, who's your community, who are you related to, and what's our relationship to other people? Right, Bear? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to mm-hmm. be good. Cool. Yeah, so Look that's it. it. Hey, are you the guy I talked to you about getting in the tank if I want to do the baptizing? He wants to baptize people someday. Oh, yeah. When? <laughs> I don't know. I was streaming and just was watching everybody having a great time, and it looked like I, I need I, to do that. I think you do. Yeah. So I, can, I think I can tell you. We'll I'm make in. it happen. All right, I'm in. There we go. Great. I might even get baptized just so you can <laughs> baptize me. Yeah, all right. I'll I'll do it. That's it. I got to go. Hey, Dave, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Good to see Good you. To see, see you guys. <laughs> Bye. See you, Dad. All right, so Milo was running full speed. I mean, he, like, runs around the house now. Full yeah. speed, tripped over the carpet, face plants right into our bottom stair of the stairs. And I thought his nose was broken. Of course, my wife and I react differently to tragedy. The bridge of his nose. Yeah, like right on the bridge between the eyes. My wife and I, we had had a learning experience about how we we both act in the face of trauma. Yeah. She's like holding him and just like calm. And I'm like, is his nose broken? Like just, and she's getting mad at me for overreacting. <laughs> like, why would you jump to the worst possible? Because clearly you're intensifying the situation yeah. for your child. Right. Because dad is now yelling. Well, smash cut to us streaming because his nose looks bruised. It, yeah. look, it looks really bad. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to go to church and everybody judge me. Oh my goodness. Little did I know we're about to talk about shame. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that's why we weren't there. It's my fault. It's, I was like, everybody's going to think I punched him in the face or something because I've been talking no, for weeks about how he's been headbutting me. It's obviously me. Milo's fault. He needs to he needs to work on his uh, coordination yeah. so he's not yeah. falling all the time. I was like, people have been listening to me talk about him just headbutting me right in the face. And he, he, here he comes showing up with a black oh, and blue face. Oh, buddy. No. So 
That's that, the true story. That ever happened with oh your kids? Oh my goodness. <laughs> All, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say that this will most likely be the first of many, but I'm telling you, kids at that age and throwing their face into things. Yeah, I'm not into it. No, no. And you know, Jaden was cautious, so it really was never him. It was always Desi. Always. <laughs> it is still Desi. Yeah. Yeah. The only well, shiner he ever got was from Desi. Really? Like, yeah, they they were running. Well, she was running. He was walking politely. And they <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> my poor son had the black eye of his life. So I don't think it's broken. It's just bruised, oh. which is good. Obviously, yeah, that is yeah, that's good news. Because apparently, you can't do anything for a broken nose, anyways. Yeah. Oh, poor buddy. But yeah, he looks kind of rough. Mm. Speaking of shame, <laughs> Barry. Yes, you uh, gave the message. Sure Your did. third of four weekends. Yep. Um, and it was about freedom from shame. First right. weekend, freedom from sin. Mm-hmm. Second weekend, freedom from death. This weekend, freedom from shame. So let's talk about the sermon a little bit. And uh, for anybody who may have missed it or hasn't seen it yet, what what's the big idea or what do you want people to take away from what you had to say last weekend? Yeah, I mean, ultimately... The big idea is that is exactly what Paul was saying, which is nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. And what I essentially was doing was, was it was a little different from the first two weeks. The first two weeks, I had a lot of, I guess, theological ground to cover. I had to, you know, set up some ideas from the Old Testament. I had to like get into all sorts of stuff. But this time I was really just camping out on a relatively simple idea where Paul goes through this long list of things asking, can this separate us from God's love? Can this, can this, can this, can this, um, which we can talk about later, all the things had to do with life in the ancient world. And ultimately he's saying, no, nothing can. And so what I was doing is I was saying, okay, what about us? What about us today? Mm -hmm. What are the things that we think of that might separate us from the love of God? And many of the things I talked about had to do with shame. The idea that I'm not, I'm, I'm, not worthy of the love of God, or I am too broken to be repaired, or I am, uh, yeah. And um, so I talked about that, and ultimately the the conclusion I came to, just like Paul, was nothing can separate us from the love of God, including shame. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's talk about, you said um, the, the things Paul was listing were real practical fears of ancient Rome. And this yeah. is Romans 8, uh, verses 35 yeah, through 30, 37, is that right? 35, wait, the whole the whole sermon was verses 31 through 39, but I did it a little bit out of order. Started with 35 through 37, and then I did 38 through 39. So, yeah, the okay. first, that first he, he does two lists, two yes. really long lists. The first list is are, are things that would have just been realities for people living in ancient Rome. Trouble and, or calamity. Yeah, like... Persecuted, per, hunger, yeah, persecution, hunger, poverty—just th- these are things that would be that would be normal for people, for the vast majority of people living in the ancient world, living in ancient. By Rome. the way, can we bring the word calamity back? It's a good word. I like that word, calamity. Especially the way you described it. Was that the one you said that? That's the, the literal word. Tight means, space. Yeah, narrowness of space. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's what yeah. calamity that means. Was, that's what the Greek word means that that Paul that. The NLT translates as yeah. calamity. All right. Yeah. I'm glad that you do that on some of those words that we don't use very often. It's so easy just to kind of like brush over them. Like, yeah. like just today I was talking to somebody about the scripture, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication and with Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's so easy to just skip over and, right. and it is important to go back and take a look. They put that word there for a reason. What does it mean? So thanks for doing that with calamity. Absolutely. Well, and I'm always a little nervous because I don't want to be like, oh, in the Greek, as you can see, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't want to overdo it. But at the same time, ching, ching. what we, what we have at the, in the new living translation is a, and a translation that helps interpret a little more than some other translations, which is a great thing if you're trying to just read it and understand it. But it takes it puts a little bit more distance between the literal meaning mm-hmm. and what we're looking at. So sometimes I feel like I kind of have to. Case in point, this coming weekend, you'll hear there. there's this in verse 26 I'll talk about. It says the Holy Spirit helps us. Well, holy cow, the word helps us yeah. is like this whole, it's like a double compound verb that has all sorts of like deep connotations. So I'll, I have to talk about that ne- this next weekend. You'll see. So, hmm. yeah. So, so, all right. He, so he gives this list. Those are all. But then, then he says, despite all, the, all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. Yeah. And I wanted, my question was, okay, can we, can we park on overwhelming victory? Sure. What is, th- what does that mean? Right. What is the overwhelming victory that we... Is it what you talked about last week, which is 
freedom from death. Is that the overwhelming victory or what are we talking about here? Yeah, again, the this next week is going to probably kind of put the exclamation point on everything uh, because what I'm talking about is the fact that ultimately it, this this I talked about the new creation. I talked about us being free from sin and death. Like ultimately the end result is that we become like Christ. That's that's mm. the ultimate we become like Christ and then we live with Christ you know, in in the new creation. And so overwhelming victory is the fact that no matter what we face in our life, we are being drawn towards healing and wholeness and life. That's yeah. the ultimate that's the ultimate victory. So wholeness. even even if you face poverty, you're, that's not your ultimate destiny. Even if you face death, that's not your ultimate destiny mm. and, so, and so on. If you face sin, if you face shame, at the end of the road is is the shalom, the life that God had in mind for you and you discovering your destiny and the reason that you were born. So that's that's what I think of. I don't know, if, Marin, if you want to throw in anything onto that when you think of this overwhelming victory, which, by the way, is another fun Greek word that is basically, he adds like, I think it's like literally like a hyper victory. It's like, hyper. It's literally the, the, the Greek word that we get hyper from is, oh, is wow. com- combined with victory. So it's like a super victory. That's cool. Anyway. So, yeah. okay. Sorry. I was looking up a scripture. Um, is what about the second list? Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick because I have questions that, <gasps> that totally are in, are in response to that. Yeah. So the, the first list, those are practical, real, day-to-day things, poverty, hunger, et cetera. The second list gets into the more metaphysical existential fears that people would face. And like death. Death and spiritual beings and uh, the gods and the, the, you know, and Hades and like hell, like all of these things, which are not, they're not like practical. And yet they also are day-to-day realities for people living in the ancient world because their whole world was seemingly governed by all of these mm-hmm. invisible beings and forces that defied explanation. And so, yeah, it's to them, these were the other, this is the whole other side of life. It's not just us living in this like secular world. It's also the fact that there are spiritual forces flowing mm-hmm. all around us mm-hmm. that, that we don't understand and that can be terrifying. Is there any, um, like world of the text kind of stuff where it's like he makes sure to do opposites like life, death, angels, demons, it's like neither life nor death, angels nor demons. What are the what's the other part of that list? Heights nor depths. Heights which nor depths. He which again the NLT says power in the sky above or earth below, which is actually literally heights nor depths. Is there any like symbolism there? Um or reason he did that? I my take on that A is that he's doing extremes on both ends of the spectrum. So you can you know it's like that nor that and essentially or anything in right. between. Right. Yeah. Okay. But also one of the things I didn't really get into, I mentioned briefly in the app notes, but, um, and I'm actually going to talk about this on Thursday for the uh, Facebook live, but is that Paul first and foremost, he was a preacher. The writing kind of came as a secondary thing. He, he's a, he was preaching the gospel everywhere he went. Writing was something he did to kind of put into words or put down on paper what he had been preaching. And so sometimes, and again, there's no way to know this for sure, but when you look at something like this, which follows a lot of the sort of classical Greek rhetoric style mm-hmm. of arguing, arguing like, can anything separate us from Christ's love? Like, that's a question that if you're a rhetorician, what would you call them? A uh, Anyway, someone who does rhetoric, they <laughs> yeah. would ask a question like that. Like, can anything yeah. separate us from Christ's love? And the Greeks well, loved to do that. Oh, they loved it. And he was from Tarsus where he mm. was trained in this, trained in classical Greek rhetoric. So, yeah. So this to me, I look at this, I think, okay, I bet this was part of a sermon. I bet he had preached this before because when you see things like death nor life, like that yeah. preaches. It sounds yeah, good when you preach poetic. it. It sounds, your mind goes, that, so I don't know. I think this was this was something that he was quoting himself, quoting a sermon. So uh, some, okay. maybe something that he preached in every single city he went to. He's putting it down on, on paper. The death nor life part is what I've been ruminating on since you gave the message. Yeah. Like that is different than every other relationship we could possibly have like when, when I'm thinking about my, my own marriage, like we stand there and it's like till death do us part. Well, death is the thing that severs that connection. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Any other friendship when we die like that, it, uh, that relationship is severed. Right. But Paul is saying 
death doesn't, it, you don't get severed. That right. relationship to God or his love does not get severed when you die. Right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, but also the life part. Um, how many times do you feel like God is absent or do I feel like God is absent from my life? Well, this is saying he's not. Right. The life part, because at first you're like, well, yeah, of course, you're not going to be separated from life or from God's love when you're alive. But I've been through a lot of experiences where I feel like God is nowhere to be found. Yeah. And he's kind of saying that's not true. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Which reminds me of yet another scripture talking about death and about life at the same time. Um, I think it's, was it Philippians, Philippians 121 to live is Christ. And to mm. die is gain. Mm-hmm. The living, Christ. Dying, Christ. It's all Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um, my dad was sharing with me. Um, hi, mom. Hi, dad. They always listen. But he was sharing with me that he was praying regarding all this going on with my mom. And he was just asking God, well, what should I, what should I be hoping for? He was asking God for, for that hope. Should I hope for her to make a full recovery or should I hope for her to go home quickly and, Mm. and not have to suffer? What should I be hoping for? And he says, God spoke to him and said, I am your hope. Mm. I am. We, we want the outcome. We want the, the answer, but our hope is just him because if she lives, it's Christ. If she dies, it's Christ. Mm. Our hope is just him. Neither death nor life can mm. separate us from the yeah. love that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Man, I, I need to talk more to your dad. <laughs> really? You I need, probably to, don't, I need to get in the same room and just have it out. <laughs> just long conversations about stuff like this. And what was your first question? I was looking up a scripture when you asked what the question I I... about, you asked the question about the ultimate victory or something. Oh, I think yeah. What is it. it? What is the overwhelming victory? So I love, I love when his messages, Barry's messages, whoever's messages, they, they ping other scriptures in my brain. Um, and this one is in the book of revelation. It's chapter 12. Um, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. To me, like... Go ahead, New King James. And yes, indeed it is. New King James. <laughs> New King James. But he's been cast down. We we talk about the devil. We talk about Satan. We talk about the enemy. But we can call him the accuser. And where does shame mm. come from? The accuser. The accuser mm-hmm. of the brethren. And that's why this scripture came to life for me during your sermon that... Uh, the scripture says that he accused them before our God day and night. Right. But he has been cast down. How is that for ultimate victory? Yeah. 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 Uh, th- this, this got me, this took me to some places, this, this sermon, because um, a couple weeks ago, I don't remember if it was this series or the last one is, is what Paul is talking about only for people who believe in God. Hmm. This, like the freedom from shame part, because are people separated from God's love if they don't believe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, the freedom from shame part, I think we can speak to because of the scripture that we read in Romans eight, that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You can't leave that part out. That's why our, our news is the good news. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why. So it's, it's for us that believe in him right this is the this is what it means to to be a part of the family of god to be drawn into this this new family where we can like experience that new life paul talks a lot about life before that and he talks about the fact that we were that we were lost we were slaves Mm. and now we're free made free through christ yeah it's 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 the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, just like I just read in Revelation. When, when the accuser wants to bring up all of my past wrongdoings, yeah. when the accuser is just throwing dirt at me, God the Father sees the blood of his son. I am marked as a child of God, and it's not by anything that I did, but it's the sacrifice of Jesus. Yeah. That that is that has covered my shame. Does that... Does that yeah resonate with you or does well, that cause right. issues so, in your mind? 
when you were talking about this and I had that question, it took me back to when I was like 20 years old because they're in the back of my mind. I think I've been living with this moment of questioning and I don't know if it's shame. I guess it probably is, but there was a moment where I made the declaration that I didn't want or need God in my life. And I didn't need his love. I didn't believe in him anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, So is there any coming back from that? Like, I feel like it's the easy answer is yes. But did that in that moment separate me from God's love, declaring that I don't need it and I don't want it? I don't know. Maybe this is too weird or deep or something. No, I'm glad you brought that up. My brother thought for many years that he had committed the unpardonable yeah, sin. Yeah, I mean, I don't think about it often, but when you preached on it, I was like, oh man, maybe uh, yeah. this isn't for me because when I was 20, I did this. Yeah. I like stood at the foot of the ocean, the foot of the ocean or the beach. <laughs> it is called a beach, yes. <laughs> yeah. the, the, I stood on the shores of the beach of the ocean and screamed at the top of my lungs like I don't want anything to do with God anymore. And then- mm-hmm. Later on, came back around. I was like, okay. I mean, you do work at a church, so. <laughs> well, Clearly, now, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's come back around. But like, in that moment, am I separating myself from God's love or what's happening there? Well, the, the does thing it is, matter? well, we look at every moment as like a slice of time. And for us, that's all, that's all of our reality is the exact slice of time that we yeah. see. But that's not how God looks at us. Yeah. Like when he looks at us, he sees the entirety of our life from birth till death. Mm-hmm. And and what is saved, what is resurrected is that life, that entire life. It, it, I don't know. It Again, it gets into, I mentioned this last week. It's like, it's hard to nail this down into specifics that we can wrap our mind around. But I don't believe that that God looks at you, Tyler, and, and says, sorry, man, like you, you said, it. You said that, that, time that, at that the stuff beach? on the beach, <laughs> the foot of the ocean. Yeah. The foot of the ocean. He's like, he's like, I don't even know why it's called that, but here it is. Here you are. Like, I don't think I, I had someone email me and I won't get into any specifics at all. Um, but this person emailed me even after this message saying, yeah, but mm. I, I've made a mistake that I, mm. yeah. there's no way I can ever imagine experiencing forgiveness for this. Hmm. And I, I know I've shared this story on this podcast before because I have felt that I, yeah. I have outright disqualified myself from any future ministry whatsoever years ago when I had one such moment and I just thought that's it. I'm done for. Yeah. And a dear friend still friends with today, when I was talking with him about this, he said, I'm sorry. At what point were you good enough? At what point were you qualified? Yeah. You know, so if we think it's the things we've done or the things we do, shame on me if I think it's the things I do that make me worthy. Right. And shame on me if I think it's the things I've done that make me so terribly unworthy. Right. Because it's not about me. That wouldn't be grace. Exactly. And yeah, you know what, what saves you? It's not, not even praying a prayer. It's not living a good life. It is the grace of God that Mm. saves you. Yeah. Yeah. And our job is not to earn our way in. Even if that earning is by saying the right things or, or praying the right things or thinking the right things. No, we, we don't earn our way in. We accept a grace that is given freely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how we, and so. And he does see the end from the beginning. I think of my brother and all those times that we had long conversations about him thinking, no, nah, Mary, I think I'm just done. You know, I think there's no, there's no hope for me because I did that thing, you know. Um, and I can almost imagine the father just so patiently saying, oh, son, if you only knew, you know, yeah. just hold on, see where I'm taking you. Yeah. You'll see, you'll see. Yeah. And I look at my brother now and his life has completely, completely turned around from, from those days. But I think that that's God with all of our stories, no matter what kind of life we have led, maybe we've led exemplary lives or maybe we've led lives that we've done lots of things we're ashamed of, but he knows the end from the beginning. And if we trust him with our lives, let, and let him write the story. We just, we have no idea the things that he can and will do and wants to do in each one of our lives. Yeah. I think that the tendency, and I get where, where this comes from. But I think our tendency is when we see things like this and we think, Oh, so there's some people who are in the family, some people who are forgiven, some people who have that new life. 
Therefore, other people don't. Yeah. Let's talk about the division. Let's talk about the exclusivity. Hmm. Like that becomes our focus. And I, I feel like we are missing the point if we focus on the exclusivity and not on the overwhelming grace mm-hmm. that exists. The good news is that there is hope. The invitation. Yeah. And, and it's not our job to determine who's in or out. That's not, that's not it. Our yeah. job is simply to just proclaim the good news and begin to live it out. And it's God who, who judges. It's God who, who just, you know, determines anything. So, um, but I, yeah, it is, it is, it is easy to get lost in arguments and about specifics. And I mean, obviously in today's culture, many people are outraged at the idea of any kind of exclusivity because that's how they look at it as like God saying, not nah, you're in, you're out, you're, you know, and that's frankly, that's not, that's not how I look at it. Now I look at it as humanity was lost and God in his love pursued us and he, he opened the door. And so to say, well, he opened that door. Why didn't he open all the doors? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that misses the point that there's an open door yeah, that he exactly. opened the door. So, but I, I don't know. I, I totally understand why people yeah. have trouble. And I, I too sometimes have trouble thinking like, why didn't you just skywrite it in every language in the sky and make it just <laughs> abundantly clear? Yeah. But for whatever reason he chose to, through us, through the church, we are yeah. the ones who get to proclaim the good news and and invite others to join us. The other part that really struck me was how um, revolutionary this would have been for the original people reading it. For because, sure. Um, in the, when we talk about the overwhelming victory, like this should have meant something because Paul, he wasn't saying like, remember when Christ loved us and he wasn't saying like nothing could have separated us from God. The, the tense he's choosing, or at least that's translated into anything but the new King James is, <laughs> uh, nothing can separate us as in like, God is loving you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Jesus is loving you right now. Um, the implications obviously being that he's alive. So that's the victory, right? Yeah. And so um, he's not saying like bad things won't happen. He's saying bad things are probably going to happen, mm-hmm. but not even death will separate you. Nothing can separate you instead of nothing could have separated you. It's nothing can separate you from God's love. That that really right. struck me. The tense right. that he chose yeah. should have been, would have been probably revolutionary at the time. For a bunch of people who are like, yeah, but didn't that guy die a long time ago or something? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. What else, what else you got for us on this, Barry? Well, I, I have, I was really nervous to, to use an illustration about Humphrey. Cause I oh, thought, yeah. Cause I totally thought, forgot about the mascot. I thought people are going to just think this is goofy and some probably did, uh, but there, I've gotten a, enough feedback from people who said it was actually really meaningful to them that I'm actually, I'm glad I kept That's it awesome. in there. But, um, if you didn't catch it, <laughs> I, I was talking about how I dream of everyone becoming so comfortable in the love of God. And I, I used a phrase, I said, you are at home in the love of God. Like you belong there. It's not that you're some trespasser that God allows into his home. It's that this is, this is your home. You do belong in the love of God. Home free. Home free. Home, um, home free. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always, yeah, not intentional at all. Uh, but, but so the mental image, I said, I have a mental image of what that looks like. And, and, and I said, and it wasn't, I wasn't making that up. I really do think this, but I, I described Humphrey, my pet rabbit flopping, which is, as I've described before, it's when rabbits just are feeling completely relaxed and completely uh, at ease. They just, they like throw themselves on their, on their side and just like take this hardcore nap. And it's very cute. Is that just what you call it? Or is that oh, what no, it's that's called? Like apparently, well, not apparently there, there are names for just about everything a rabbit does. <laughs> apparently there's periscoping and flopping and bink- binkies and it's just, binkies. that's when they do these little, when they get real excited, they do these little jumps in the air where they kind of like hop, but they like hop and leap with oh. joy. I'm right. suddenly feeling like. I'm feeling a sense of shame. Yeah, that you didn't know that this? I don't know my animal as well as Barry Seriously. knows his animal. Like Maggie does a jump spin, but You're like, hey, is Jack, there a go name let for uh, it? go let what's her face out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there's more. They they pancake. They 
Oh my goodness. All right. So flopping is him just like feeling totally comfortable and just like laying on his back. Yeah, it's just, and I got, I showed a video of it, and of course there were all the awes. Everyone oh, loved yeah. it. But, yeah, it was a good moment. But and at the end of the message, and I said, I know, look, I know this is silly, but my dream is that you would, in your mind, that you would just flop out in the love of God and be that comfortable just for a moment even and just flop out. And we had the, this great response song that was given, giving people an opportunity to just sort of try that yeah. uh, in their minds. So that just saying that scripture, there's no condemnation right. to those in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And rabbits really only do that if they feel safe. Yeah. It's okay. a matter, it's about safety and it's about comfort. Like I know that I'm okay right now. Okay. And so now like, like Humphrey, when he first came, he almost never flopped and now he flops all the time, all the time, multiple times a day. Yeah. All right. What about, uh, this Got me thinking of another question. Okay, if I get to the place where I'm like, all right, I can flop out in front of God, mm. but I'm not flopping out in front of you guys. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. how do we make sure Grace Church is a place where people feel like they can flop out? Yeah. And I, I assume by that you mean metaphorically like, speaking, yeah, to be just themselves like, and to be worship themselves and, to- and not no shame. How do we cultivate a uh, culture where? People can actually, like, I can bring Milo with a beat up face and not feel like yeah. I'm going to get judged. Yeah. That's a great, <laughs> I mean, that is a great question because that, that's hard for us. Because there's Our the culture, God side, but there's also the people side yeah. that. Yeah, Which, we have to fear judgment. I think a lot of our listeners who have been through Rooted would agree that their their small group community, their Rooted community is a place where they feel like they can do that. That's one of mm. the things that I know I enjoyed the most is just like having a close set of people who are doing life with me and mm-hmm. who know me for better or for worse. And yeah, I can, I can flop out with my mm-hmm. rooted group. Yeah. And there's intentionally built into rooted. There's a, there, I won't spoil anything if you haven't done it yet, but there, there are some elements which give you permission to dip your toe in the water of authenticity with that group. So if you haven't ever shared certain things with people. It gives you an opportunity to like do it in a very safe place. And what happens is people are, they, they try it. They put themselves out there. They risk it a little bit. And what they discover is that everyone else is doing the same thing and Mm. everybody just like welcomes and loves one another even more deeply. And that gives more freedom to then continue that flopping Mm. out (laughs) process in in front of each other. To your point though, Tyler, I think we can, I think we can only truly, 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 flop out, so to speak, in the love of our perfect God. I think, you know, I love my husband and he loves me, but we are inevitably going to hurt one another. Mm -hmm. And then we might recoil a little bit and it might take us a little bit of time before we feel like we could flop out again or whatever, but humans are imperfect. Mm -hmm. And so that is like an ongoing, something that we're all working toward and working for loving one another and loving one another. Well, we're going to make some mistakes, Mm -hmm. you know, just human beings being near enough to other human beings means there's going to be mistakes, you know, from time to time, but that's what makes God's love. So amazing. Mm, His love is perfect. And yeah, it starts there. It starts there. And I think then it it begins to bleed into all our actual human relationships. I have a, I have one one story that comes to mind. I actually thought about mentioning it in the sermon, but decided not to, I feel like I might've said it on the podcast once before. So I apologize if this is a repeat, but when I was dating Olivia, it was kind of early on we were dating for some reason. She, she texted me one day and said, Hey, can we get some tea? Let's go get tea. And for some reason in my mind, I went straight to, she's breaking up with me. This is it. Like this is the end of our relationship, and I'll never ever find anyone to love me. And I'll, did she start it alone? We need to talk. No. Okay. Good. It was literally just, hey, can we get tea and to talk, or, or can we, maybe yeah. she said something yeah. about talking. I don't know. Whatever it was, somehow did ominous tea, or maybe it was the context of something yeah. we had said the day before. But that was the conclusion you jumped. I to. immediately jumped there, and yeah. and the thing is, I had been single for a really long time, so I I had grown up in my faith. I had gr- I had matured in so many ways, and yet I had never gone through some of the this is just intimacy. When you begin trusting another person mm. with your heart, you're like, please, please don't break this. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and so that had begun for me. And I was, and so I found it like extremely hard. And finally, what I, I realized what was going on. I was like really feeling all sorts of deep emotions as a seven, you know, I'm on the Enneagram. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not loving that. So I actually took a moment and I, I went, I sat down and I started just praying and I, I gave, essentially I gave, the relationship to God. I was like, look, this is yours 
not mm. mine. This is, and, and in that moment, I had this profound sort of realization that just sort of came over me that, okay, my, one of my deepest insecurities, if not my deepest insecurity is that if everybody knew who I really was, nobody would love me. Like mm. everybody likes me cause you know, I can make them laugh and I'm, I can, I can communicate whatever, but like, I, I always have this deep insecurity that maybe I'm never really actually lovable, mm. you know? And so what I realized is, wow, my, my doubt in, in, a, in live what is starting to make me, it's starting to like prick my deep yeah. insecurity. And so I had this moment where I just, I just started bursting into tears oh. and I, well, yeah, it's fine. I, I cry a lot. It's, <laughs> yeah. Cause you're married now. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I burst into tears and I, I was, I started realizing, I started saying like, even if every single person on earth hates me, like even if every person in the world despised me, God loves me and that's enough. Like the love of God is enough for me. Yeah. And, and that I started just saying it out loud. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. And I'm just bawling my eyes out. And then and, you got to tea and she's like, yeah, I'm she thinking was, about being a vegetarian. Yeah. Basically it was like, <laughs> like, Oh, that's it. She had nothing. Yeah. No, it's totally true. We went to tea and it was like, it was like, anyway, how's your weekend? And I'm like, Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, all that's that to awesome. say, all that to say it was less about live and me. It was more about me and God. Yeah. It was just me re- coming to a new level of security in the realization that God's God's love for me is enough. Yeah. And then from that, that realization then allowed me to enter a new level of trust with Olivia. But it, it started with me being confident in the love that I, that, that God has for me. So I don't know, man, shame is, it's a, it's a beast. Amen. I'm thinking about a scripture, which we also sang this weekend that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if we want that kind of flop out spirit yeah. here at Grace Church, we can have it because where the spirit of God is, yeah. there's freedom. The spirit of God is in your relationship with Olivia yeah. and you have freedom with one another just to be vulnerable and to be who you are and to know that you're loved. And we can have that here mm. because it's the spirit that makes us one and where the spirit is, there's freedom. Mm. I want that so badly. Yeah. Like you don't even know. All right, let's do it. Freedom. <laughs> All right. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I agree. I want that for grace. Like, yeah, I want to see people becoming so confident in their identity as children of God that they are willing to go to great lengths to to share that love with others and to both be and to be themselves in whatever way is right for them as they worship, that they would worship in a way that that actually reflects what's going on inside. And as they as they pray, that they would pray in a way that reflects their their heart and their identity, Mm. like. Yeah. I mean, hmm. it's, it, we've got an uphill battle. This is the suburbs. Ident- your, your, <laughs> your reputation is such a big deal. Everyone has these perfectly crafted lives on social media and like it, it would be very, I, I get embarrassed. Sometimes I want to dance more, but I'm a terrible dancer and I don't want to embarrass myself because people will watch me because I'm yeah. the only one dancing in the entire room. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I have work to do to help even lead Grace Church I need to be mm. dancing like a fool so <laughs> yep. that other people are like, okay, if he can dance, I could probably shuffle my feet yeah but even more even more than like the outward manifestation of how you feel inside i just want people to know what it feels like to have the weight be lifted yeah amen Mm. yeah to just to to actually be with somebody and not have anything hidden yeah it's a it's profound and it's surprising how many people have never experienced that where no one has ever been been fully open or known to another even spouses, it's, it's, it's amazing to me hmm. Yeah, that we can cast our burdens. We could shake them off, mm. shake off our burdens on Jesus because he cares for us. That's yeah. in his word. Yeah. It, it's funny. Cause so much of what Paul talks about is what's done. It's all past. So we, we are freed from slavery to sin. We are, we have, we have freedom in the hope of, of the new creation. We're free from shame. And so much of what we do is to go back and put the shackles back on ourselves and to go pick up the burden of our shame and to like- Because the accuser. Ba- yeah. Because the accuser, he does whisper to us those lies yeah. you talked about in your sermon that we are not good enough, that, oh, they would never, yeah. if they knew you did this one thing, right. you know, or even, man, God is so disappointed in you right. because of that mistake that you made. Right. It's the biggest, it's the biggest flip-flop of anything. Sorry to use the flop. It's the biggest like <laughs> reversal of anything to think that, 
that we, we think, oh, I've got to do all this work to earn God's love. When in, when in reality, it's the work, it, it takes work to leave God's, to like try to cover over that love. It's to leave it, to put back on the chains. It's actually work to do that. Yeah. That yeah. To, to remain in God's love and to have right standing with him is simply to just relax in what Christ has done for us. Hmm. It's so, it's so profound and it's, yet it's so simple. And yet it's the, everyone's eter- like, it's, it's the hardest, hardest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a hard part of being in this broken world. <sighs> I'm excited. I really am. I have this, I have this like undercurrent with, despite everything y'all know is going on in my life. I'm excited. I, I was fretful and fearful of moving into 2019. Mm. Coming out of 2018, things were looking pretty grim. Mom's not doing well. Things were looking awfully grim. Um, but then here we are, it's third weekend into January, and we've been doing this song called Freedom, and we're, we're Home Free is the name of the series, and it struck me at one point, I don't know if it was this weekend or last weekend, it might have been last weekend, I was on at uh, our Fisher's campus. When I got home from Ukraine last summer, and I mean, anyone who comes home from a short-term missions trip is doing a lot of processing, and yeah. what did I learn, and what did the Lord speak to me, and- How am I going to live differently now? Yeah, how am I going to live differently now? I felt- then, which would have been what August, mid July, I felt then that the spirit was speaking to me. God is going to move Grace Church into a new dimension of freedom. Mm. Freedom, mm. freedom was the word. Mm. And then here we are in January. <laughs> yeah. And this is our series, and it's freedom from the fear of death and freedom from shame. And this is where he's moving us. And I just believe it to the core of who I am, that there are people at all three of our campuses that carried things with them through all of 2018, maybe mm. through their whole life that are going to find that freedom. When we sing chains will fall and prisons will shake at the sound of Jesus name, mm. we mean that people who come into this building or to Fisher's building or North Indy building and they, they're captives. They come in one way, mm. they're going to leave a different way. Yeah. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. So I am so mm. excited to see what God is going to do in our midst in 2019. Great. Me too. That's why I'm so worked up this this month as I yeah. preach. <laughs> That's why I'm so like. So how are we going to wrap this up, Barry? How are we going to wrap up the series about freedom? So the last, this next week and will be freedom from self-sufficiency is how I'm kind of labeling it. But essentially what I'm, what I'm getting at is that, okay, I'm going to kind of recap all of where we've been and just say, all right, so how do we actually, how do we do this? How do we experience all this? And the answer is, well, not alone. God does it with us. And I'll talk a little bit about the fact that, um, he would, in our, prayers in the way that we feel about the brokenness of the world in the, uh, the, the challenging realities of our life, all mm. of it, all our, even our spiritual destiny, all of it is done in partnership where mm. God is coming alongside us almost like, and I'm sure this isn't, uh, isn't a coincidence, almost like a parent helping their child learn to walk Yeah, where you you're helping. You're also encouraging them to take their own steps and it's, mm. For some reason, God did not just snap his fingers and make it all happen. He does it in partnership with us, but we don't have to do it alone. Hmm. So it's this, it's, it's neither, it's neither of those. It's neither all God. It's neither all us. He chooses to do it in partnership with us, but he doesn't make us do it alone. So Hmm. that's what I'm going to talk about. All right. Uh, Yeah. I think it, I think it'll be a good sort of way to wrap up the series after all the stuff that we've talked about. All right. So. Cool. And uh, in between now and then, you're going to be on Facebook Live, yes, 830 on Thursday. Yep. So anybody who is available should tune into that. How's that been going? Good, good. Same as last week. Good, good, decent number of people showed up. Maybe about 40, 40, 50, something like that right. uh, logged on. And including, again, a small group that happens to be meeting during that time who I happens to be studying Romans. I love so, it. That that's is cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had a, a good, some good discussion, good, good responses. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this one as well. So cool. Look forward to that. Um, all right. So friends of the pod, if you haven't seen your emails or social media the past few days or week or so, um, we, we need you to let people that you know who have been impacted by the government shut down um, that our care center is open to serving them until this whole mess gets sorted out. And so if you know somebody who's been impacted, send them to gracechurch.us. 
Uh, our care center is open three days a week. We're opening the doors to federal employees, their families, and anybody really who's been shut down or been impacted by the shutdown. So I just wanted to make sure that we're saying that everywhere we can um, so that we can help as many people as we can. So gracechurch.us to figure out how you can be part of either serving in the care center, donating yeah. to the care center, or or receiving from the care center. Yeah, so. Mel made the point that with more people receiving from the care center, we'll need to have yeah. more staff. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, definitely volunteers alike, mm-hmm. um, go sign up. Cool. Yeah, it's a great great excuse to, to finally volunteer at the care center if you've been putting it off, if you've been yep. waiting. All right. All right, well, we will uh, catch you next week, but until then, Marin, will you please send us out? I will. I will see y'all at Covenant Community. Until then, do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God. We'll see you on the other side of Sunday.